What's your voice noise? I am the story keeper, and I am the keeper of stories, as well as stater of the obvious for the idiots in the audience. Welcome to the Collapsing Horse Science Fiction Radio Hour. Now I bring to you an undoubted classic from my endless collection. Stories that'll scrunch up your minds like old newspaper and kick it into the fireplace, but miss because you didn't scrunch it quite enough and now it's over there. Silence! I'm very excited to bring you one of the very finest in my collection. It is called Bug by Maeve Hercade and tells a tale as old as time even if it might at first glance appear to be younger than time because of what I can only assume was a good skincare routine in his thirties. This play provokes the question of what our existence means and if it is contingent on our being noticed by, or perhaps guided by, others. This is a question that concerns me deeply every single day, except today, weirdly, but that's not important. Please mash your palms together and unclench your back teeth from that cyanide pill as we listen to Bug. Okay, welcome back to Old School Radio, a show dedicated to the charming chaos of the early 21st century. For those of you who have just joined us, we're chatting this morning with Assumpta Godolphin, a woman... Old enough to remember the moment they came down. Assumpta. Assumpta, people might ask you a lot of questions. Questions like, what was it like to live in a world with borders, with localised governments, with refugee crises, with overpopulation and sweatshops and factory farming of animals for food and drought and famine and such competition over resources and such misery and poverty and degradation. So many things that are now that seem unthinkable in today's world. Well, what would you tell them, Assumpta? <laughs> what would you tell them about the world you grew up in? Listeners, Assumpta told us this before the show, and believe me, you are going to be as surprised as I was at the answer. Go ahead, Assumpta. Tell them what you told us. Well, Go on. Uh, well, well, tell them. Well, well, the truth is that it really wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. You hear that, folks? Animals raised in slavery, slaughtered in huge numbers, humans starving to death or killed by obesity, children in armies, children down mines, throngs of people drowning, trying to cross imaginary lines on a map, and yet it really wasn't that bad. (laughs) Incredible. The resilience of the human spirit. You are a wonderful woman, Assumpta. But you see, we we still have a Yes, okay, tell us. You're someone... (laughs) who lived through a lot of changes, Assumpta, huge changes. Would you agree with the old adage that a person can get used to anything? Well, you know, I do believe that any change, no matter how inconceivable it might have been before the fact, becomes normal after a time, so that in no time it's the past that seems incomprehensible, you know. And you realise you can't really believe that things ever really were the way they were before, you know, we thought that by the time the new millennium 2000 came in... 2000 BC or 18 years before they we, came down. We thought, we really believed that world peace was a pipe dream, yeah. unattainable. And we thought the way the world was, was 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 only the way the world could be. And we knew that. We felt things coming to pieces, falling to pieces. But we couldn't imagine. I mean, I, I certainly couldn't imagine what would ever take their place. Fascinating. You must be just so, so grateful, Angela, for all that they brought us when they came down. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. You see, it's just there was a lot of suffering in the world back then. Things went on that were just... Well, they were just wrong, Absolutely, you know. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you know, I would. Now, there's this. The, j- j- what I would, what I would appeal, I would just ask everyone, please, to try not to judge us, the people in the past, by today's standards, yeah. because, because essentially, I promise you, we were, we were just like you, yeah. and that. Well, well, we were. Look, we were all just. Doing our best, and and there was, you know, what there was a great deal of love and happiness, and great deal of beauty in our lives. But it was all it was, but it was a frightening time too. Yes. Well, yeah, in, in yeah. a way, it was frightening, but oh. Oh, we had nature, and and we still laughed, and people fell in love, and and a lot of good things but happened. But not only good things. Well, no, but but you know, we didn't really think about it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we just. We just took things for granted the way they were. The, the only way that they'd ever be known by us, really. You could, you know, you could walk down the street in any European city, for example, and you would hear people speaking. Like, I don't know how many exactly, but, but certainly you would have heard several different languages just from one end of the street to the other. Yes, wow, oh. different languages. And, and this was all within the European Union. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. gosh. <laughs> there, were, there, were, there were different religions and, and countries. They had their own very strong identity still. And, yeah. and OK, there was a lot of talk about globalisation and a global structure and global mm. culture. But, but across each continent, mm-hmm. you would have different cultures, separate governments, different money currencies, media outlets, laws, attitudes, beliefs, whole legal systems and education Imagine, systems. and that is, something I'm sure that may sound very appealing to a lot of our listeners it certainly it certainly strikes me as a very interesting thing all that variation and it's something that came across very strongly by the way and which I really enjoyed at the current exhibition of the Intergalactic Museum of Native Earth History it's certainly something I enjoyed about visiting the exhibition and entering the the immersive simulation ah yes but before we get too carried away by that sort of nostalgia it's also important to remember I suppose what you might say is the flip side of that and how people suffered in the name of these cultural religious differences right well that was a whole other thing we hear a lot of talk of 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 well, about religious war and what what was going on and sometimes you were in Europe of course and we hear now about the growing trend of terrorist attacks which could be anything from suicide bombings to mass shootings to beheadings to I don't know you name it well, well, that was well it was my mind that was was it was not an inevitability of of of, of native <laughs> earthly self-governance I was going to say of cultural difference right well I can say speaking personally here and I am 100% native earthling so I can say this but I really from the bottom of my heart from the point of view I am just so grateful that that that, that they came down and that they did choose to look after us and take matters into their own hands to to virtually look look they have virtually ended all suffering on earth and I do understand I mean particularly when it comes to those with reality adjustment disorder. And that is so, just so, so sad for families. And I know <laughs> my own mother, even, uh, rest her soul, she, she just never, she just, well, she had a severe case of adjustment disorder and she, well, she, she the medication worked wonders, but not enough. And still she, she had to live out her life in a treatment centre, just 
medicated inside a model and she, well, she never essentially recovered. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. So, so what, what I'm saying is that I do understand how that people have had, and some people still are having difficulty with, with just with accepting these massive, enormous, these just these phenomenal changes. But ultimately, I feel that we can't. We cannot, in good conscience, we just can't look back in the world with so much suffering and injustice, unfairness, and and look back with rose-tinted glasses. We just need to be grateful that things have been taken out of our hands, and we just have to. You know, any other response is just. It's just foolishness and letting our egos get in the way. Would you agree? Well, when you put it like that, I suppose. Uh, you were lucky enough, as Sumta, never to have suffered with reality adjustment disorder. Oh, I was. I was lucky, yes. Yeah, but you must have known some people who who struggled. Oh, yes. Many, many people did struggle. And, and you know, I, I can understand it. Yes. You know, we yeah. had, I mean, I remember making this parallel that, that we had this concept of, th- th- this idea of uncontacted tribes at the time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, before they came down yeah, and yeah. in the Amazon jungle or in equatorial Africa or places, these people who didn't really, didn't really have contact with the outside world. Yes, and yeah. and they, they, were, they weren't really sure whether how much, well, how they were aware or unaware of us and yeah. of this and, and what we called civilization, of yeah. course, which, which was beyond their territories. Oh, yes, yes. And we thought of them and in many ways, I suppose, as primitive. Sure. Like, as if they were still living in the past, like they were a remnant of some earlier incarnation of our developed society. And and, and we would discuss, there would be debates about what we should do to protect them and in their own interests, whether we should force contact with them or or not. Anyway, what I'm getting at, I suppose, Mm -hmm. what I'm getting at is that we sort of, we sort of took it for granted that we were the advanced ones to to just such an extent that, that it was, well, the thing... I suppose the thing that really surprised a lot of people most in the end, I think mm-hmm. certainly that's true for me personally, the thing that really was difficult to comprehend wasn't just that they were indeed out there or that they'd made contact with us mm-hmm. then, that they came down. No. No, 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 I think, I think it was really just how long they'd been watching yes. us. Yes, how long they'd been aware of us. How, how long we mm-hmm. had been unaware of their being mm-hmm. aware of us. How long before they finally decided to make contact. Because, you see, I did struggle and not so much with the fact that there was change in the future yeah. or, or that the present had changed. Oh, yeah. Those are, those are the sort of natural, natu- natural changes, you know. Yeah. Okay. But actually, the really okay. strange thing was that I felt essentially, I felt like all of the past had... Suddenly been changed too. Gosh. Look, it was as if everything, everything, it was like, it was like I had to just rebuild my entire, Hmm. my entire, my whole way of thinking about reality. Okay, okay, quick recap for those listening who have just tuned in. As ever, we are talking about the charming chaos of the early 21st century. A very special show for you this morning, talking to Assumpta Godolphin, a woman old enough to remember when they came down. And we're talking reality adjustment disorder, a terrible, a, a truly terrible condition. And, and, and I would just, for anyone out there who might ever be struggling with, 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 with reality adjustment disorder, or indeed intergenerational reality adjustment disorder, please do remember that there are very powerful treatments available, organic and inorganic treatments, and a whole, a whole range of material and immaterial treatment programs also. Help is available. And so tell me something. What are you doing? 
What are you doing? Hey, George. George. I was listening to that. Yeah? For what? George, for what? What do you mean for what? Oh yeah, like you don't know. I don't, I really don't know, George. Yeah? Let me spell it out for you then. You're listening to that shit today. Tomorrow you'll be calling them up to take me away. Diagnose me with intergenerational reality adjustment disorder. Have me medicated, have me sectioned, locked away for life. Please, George, I just don't want to fight with you. Oh, well, that's nice. And you won't have to fight with me anymore, will you? Once you have me sectioned. Oh, George, I told you a thousand times I'm not You're gonna... not going to have me sectioned. Well, I'm not. Oh, of course you say that. Of course you say that now. You think my mum didn't say that to my dad? Ah, George. You think they didn't say that to my granddad? I'm sorry for what you're going through, George. I know this year has been hard for you, but it's different. You're not your dad and you're not your granddad. What makes you so sure of that? (laughs) I'm sorry, George. I'm sorry that your dad was sick and that your granddad... Yeah, yeah, George. My poor sick dad. My poor sick granddad. Sick, 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 poor sick, George. You're scaring me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, my love. It's okay. It's all right. I didn't mean to get angry. I just... Yeah, you're stressed out. You should be able to listen to whatever you want to listen to. You should be able to enjoy it. It's just the radio, George. It's nothing. It doesn't matter. But see, it's not nothing, though, you know? It's mind control. George. It's mind control. Massive, massive, large-scale hypnosis. Cultural programming, controlling the narrative. I'm not about to be controlled by the radio. Just give me some credit. They have. It's not just, it's not that easy to resist. There are tools they use. The frequencies. Oh, please. I didn't, not this about the bloody frequencies. Electromagnetic mind control technologies. George. Oh, you, you think I'm crazy. This is real. This is out there. You can do the research. You can learn about it. Radio frequency, sound waves, electromagnetic waves, and your brain, your nervous system, they will find the weakness or they will create it and they can implant whatever ideas they like. Why would anyone go to all that trouble to just plant an idea in my mind? To maintain their power over you. What power? The total power they exercise over the whole world, the entire planet. Oh, yeah. What power is that? Uh, Total power. Total power, yeah. Why does everything have to be such a struggle with you? Oh, because that is the reality. Yeah, and I suppose it's you against the world, the only one who knows, the powerful opposition. Not me. Who? No, not who? me. Who? Who then? The resistance. Oh, George. <laughs> We've been through this. Like, uh, There's no resistance because there's nothing to resist. Nothing to resist? Exactly. And what about other human languages? Diversity. What about human cultures, religion, art? Yeah. What about our freedom? But you know, George, I hear you. I know it's sad. It's sad. It is. Like, there's no one saying that it isn't a loss, and I feel that too. But you've got to, like, you've got to, you've got to hear what they're saying there. What? Who's saying? Yeah, like, they're, they're, they're people on the radio. But, but everyone, everyone sees it. War, famine, inequality, poverty. It was bad. It was a bad world, and a lot of very bad things went down before they came down. And what about our freedom? Our right to live in the real world, to discover it and ourselves on our own terms, in a natural, unmediated, unmanipulated way. But no one's stopping you, George. Your enemies are in your head. I don't know why you can't just believe that things are better now than they've ever been, that this is utopia, that we are living in a perfect world. Oh, come on. I just, I just, I, I do understand how it's easy 
to idealize and romanticize the past, especially when it's a past that you have never lived through. I know I didn't live it. No. But my father did. My grandfather did. <sighs> George, your, your father. I really think this whole thing is about your father. It's not about my father. It's about the world. It's about the truth. The truth that's so self-evident that they need a constant barrage of mind control, a culture of distraction to keep it at bay. They need so many hundreds of thousands of diagnoses of reality adjustment disorder, so many new medications and simulations and institutions to suppress the obvious fact that, that, that just beneath the surface of their minds, everyone already knows. Knows what, George? Knows that the emperor has no clothes. What emperor? It's a parable. It's in... It's all a charade, a farce, a lie, a hoax, an elaborate show. No, George. You don't want to admit it to yourself because as soon as you admit it, you have to start to take a stance, take some responsibility, take a position. Please, George. But you know as well as I do, as well as everyone does, you know that there's no such thing as reality adjustment disorder. You know that there are no aliens here on Earth. You know that they never really did come down. You know that what's happening here is just a massive act of mind control. It's gaslighting on a global scale. George, what you're saying, it's... It's... Insane? Well, it's paranoid, George. You sound paranoid. Yeah. Well, how anyone can look at the facts, where we are now and how we got here and not feel paranoid, that... If you ask me, that is insane. George, we have a good life. We have everything we need. Why can't you just... Why can't you just be happy? Let us be happy. Why can't you just let us live a happy life? What is happiness worth when it's based on lies and illusion? What's your truth worth if all it does is make you alone and unhappy? It's the only thing that can set me free. Ah, George. They want to keep us in the dark. They bring us further and further from our world, ourselves, our innate knowledge. In exchange for what? What do they offer us instead? Stimulation, simulation, superficial, shallow happiness based in fantasy and distraction. They want us to live these automatic, mechanistic lives on the surface of ourselves. They need us distracted so that we'll be useful to them. So that we won't rebel. So that we won't discover the deeper power that's hidden within us. Every one of us. George, I love you, but I just don't know what to say. Just say you'll come with me, George. Come with you where, George? The catacombs, George. Oh no, George, not this again. Why won't you just come with me, George, and we'll see? It's a story, George. There's no one in the catacombs. It's a true story. They're real. They have to be. They're resistance. They're real and they're free. George, please, please. I, I, like, I know you don't want to hear this, but reality adjustment disorder, for it to be passed down from one generation to the next, it's really very... It's incredibly common. It's not unusual at all. It happens. It happens all the time. No, I'm telling you, the catacombs, they're there. We need to go and we need, we need to... You just need to see. You need to meet them to see for yourself. And then you'll know there's strength in numbers. You just need to see that there are alternatives. There are better ways to live. George, can you hear yourself? You sound mad. In an insane world, a sane man must appear insane. Is this a cry for help? Is that it? Do you want me to contact them? Is that it? You want, you want to be reported. You want the treatment. Oh, please. As if they need to be told. What? What do you mean? You really think that radio is a one-way broadcaster? Ah, oh, George. You really think they're not listening to every word we say? I really can't see why they'd bother. Well, I can guarantee you that they are. <laughs> uh, 
Are you hearing this, Jolene? Huh? What is it, Joe? Just pop my earpiece out for a moment. Ears got tired. It's been a long shift, and I'm still getting used to being back in the surveillance department, you know? It's different. Well, you're missing some grade A truth talk here and classic denial from the old man. Who is it? Subject 1022367. George, wife of George? Mm, that's the one. An elite. He mm. made contact with those catacomb folk yet? Nah, not yet, but he will. You reckon? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's only a matter of time. Oh, mama. That's going to be one sweet-ass bonus when we hand that one in. <laughs> it surely is. What if he doesn't find them, though? The insurgents? Well, then, our boys will. You think they'll have enough to go on? Uh, yeah, they surely will. I mean, how many catacombs are there? We've got the resources, and they'll comb them if it comes to it. <laughs> Operation Comb the Catacombs. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> nice. Mm. They'll ferret those bad boys out, believe it. Sure. And if we have to hand up that partial lead, we'll still get a partial bonus, right? Yeah. How long more do you think we should hold out? Oh, just another little while. I can't wait to get that bonus. Oh, 10,000 bits. What are you going to spend them on? I've got my eye on the new 20th century forest walk. <laughs> nice. They're saying that is, like, the immersive reality experience of the moment. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. You walk right around the forest. <laughs> Very nice. You even, I heard a review, you even apparently, you get to smell the pine needles. I wonder what they smell like. Well, lad, I got to try the oak at his retirement bonus. Yeah. He said it was out of this world. It's a amazing what they can do now with technology. It really is. You pay through the nose, of course, but but I think it's worth it, every penny. Once you can afford it. it once you can afford it, yes, exactly that. But, but once we get this lead, this bonus, money is no obstacle, as they used to say. <laughs> That's right. What are you going to spend yours on? Uh, I don't know. You won't burn it all on those bliss flakes, will you? There's nothing wrong. Oh, okay, with... sorry. No, you're right. You're right. You should just really try them sometime. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an incredible feeling. Yeah, but... They're really in the mainstream now. Sure. I know a load of people who get prescribed them. Yeah, but they're not just for sick people. Sure. Yeah, more and more of us are taking them for pleasure. I know. Yeah. Jolene. Yes, Joe? Do you ever... Joe? Yes? Do you ever wonder... Uh-huh. What... What it would be like if uh, they really did come down one day? <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if who came down? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well... <laughs> Exactly. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. you, there's nobody up there. Sure, yeah, of course. But. But if there were? Exactly, yeah. If there were. If it weren't just a controlled narrative. If there really were aliens out there, you think they'd. What do you think they'd think of us? Oh, Joe. I know, I'm just... What a question. Yeah, I know, I know. Getting a bit deep, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose. A few too many bliss flakes last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I wish. <laughs> <sighs> uh. 
right, speaking of bliss flakes, though... This bonus isn't going to earn itself. Yeah, exactly. Let's get back to work. See if any of these kittens are going to lead us to the catacombs. <laughs> oh, you should hear this, Colloidalon 101108. What is a Colloidalon 101107? The Earthlings. They're so cute. They really are. And they just, they, another one just mentioned us again. All good, I hope? Well, nothing bad at least. Just wondering if we might be up here. Do you think they know yet? (laughs) Well, this one surely doesn't. No? No, no. They know so little. (laughs) It's totes adorbs. It really is. (laughs) The innocence of the primitives, you know. Totes. To think that they still think they're alone in the universe. I don't know what's sweeter, though. The ones that think they're alone in the universe or the ones that really genuinely seem to believe the other ones that say that they come down from space. I know, right? They're so amusing. Little pets. I'd love to abduct a few again. I know, I know, I know. We got in so much trouble before. I know, sure. Colloidalon 101108? Yes, Colloidalon 101107? Do you think, though, do you ever imagine... Yes. Do you, you ever think that there might be other interplanetary, interdimensional, intergalactic beings just like us out there? What, like the Nogrorks? Yeah, the Nogrorks, yeah. Or the Flagomugs. Oh, yeah, the, the Flagomugs. The Jigglebug flips? Of course, I always forget about those guys. Yeah, they're easily forgotten. <laughs> they're a total mondo. So, we're very much not alone. Not quite. But I suppose, the thing, the question... Yes? What I'm wondering is... Go ahead. Well, you know the way these earthlings always used to talk about God and their gods? <laughs> yeah, and squabble all about them. Yeah, and squabble, yeah. Yeah, yeah. him. Oh, or her. Uh, oh, her. Yeah, of course. Gotta love that earthling fascination with binary gender stuff. I love us. It's wonderful. It really is. I'd love to know what my earthling gender would be. Me too. <laughs> but do you ever wonder if... Yes. This is a bit out there, but... Yes. But do you ever wonder, I mean, well, do you ever wonder where we came from? We came from Colloidalon 1. <laughs> yeah, but, of course, I know that. Yes. But what about Colloidalon 1? Yes. Well, where do you think Colloidalon 1 then came from? Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what if, what if there is something in the Earthling idea of, you know, the God thing? Whoa! Colloidalon 101107. Yes, Colloidalon 101108. You're twisting my melon, man! <laughs> Sorry, Pop. You're such a space cadet sometimes! <laughs> oh, yeah, and so are you. Oh, yeah. I'm a space cadet. It is our job. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but really, though, God. God. <laughs> My God.
Hey, 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 big shout out to the Colloidalons. My lovelies, thank you for thinking of me and for speaking my name, not in vain. I hear you, brothers. Yeah, but they can't hear you. No, of course. Of course not, but they at least... At least they mentioned us, right? I suppose. Does it really qualify as not in vain, though? Oh, you are so full of doubt. Perhaps this is the beginning, see? Yeah? Perhaps they're finally going to welcome us into their hearts. Perhaps. But hey, what's this fixation you've got with being welcomed into people's hearts anyway? I just... I think it's nice. It's a bit weird. Oh, man, is it? It's, it's intense. You know, I'm just... I'm a bit lonely and bored sometimes. What do you mean you're lonely? You've got me. Yeah, but... Yeah, but... Yeah, but what? But you're just... You're just me. Just talking to myself. Oh, yeah. Hey. What? A priest, a minister, and a rabbi walk into a bar, right? I've heard it. Oh, yeah. It's a bit like trying to tickle thyself, isn't it? What? With jokes, I mean. Thou canst not tickle thyself. No, wait, is it? What ref point of reference is the can't? Do you ever miss the time when people used to pray more? Oh, man, we were so busy. Yeah, but at least the time passed. I suppose. And we weren't so alone. Oh, God! Yes, God. Oh, God Almighty! What, God? Ah! What is it? Never mind. You know, sometimes I wonder... About tickling? Not that. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I do wonder if we... If I... If we... If we are really... It... You know? Like God. Exactly, yeah, like God. Of course we're God. But are we, though? I think so. But yes. are we really, though? Uh, yeah, I'd say we are. But uh, how do you know? Well, we've always been... We've always been called God. Yeah, but who called us that? Well, we did. Did we? I... Th Think so, yeah. But how do you know? Well, I don't know. You're freaking me out. I'm just... I'm just... I don't like where this is headed. I just wonder if... if well, don't you think it's strange the way we, we've got, like, human-sounding voices? Yeah, but that's... Oh, but that's... That, that's... The humans were created in our image. Were they, though? Of course! How do you know that? Everybody knows that we created yeah, them. But how? What are you saying, buddy? I'm just saying, what if... What if all those skeptics were right? Oh, man. No, you're killing me here. I don't like it. I'm just saying. 
What if we... What if we don't exist? No, well, but... What if we are... a projection? What if we are a projection from the minds of man? And woman. Well, and woman, yeah, although we do have... Well, we do have what sounds like a man's voice, so I'm just saying. I can talk like a woman. I can talk like a sexy woman. Please don't. What if... What if... We've always thought, but what if there's... What if we're... Not... Really... God. What if God is elsewhere? What if the buck doesn't stop with us? It stops with us, bro. Are you sure? Oh, man. But how do you know? Oh, man, it most definitely stops with us. Hello? Is there anybody out there? I want to thank you all for listening to the Collapsing Horse Science Fiction Radio Hour and Bug by Maeve Hercade. It has undeniably been the thing that it is. We've laughed, I've cried, and like running colours of paper currencies in the wash, I hope you've had your minds drained and changed beyond all recognition. It was performed in the Project Arts Centre in Dublin and was directed by Breffney Houlihan, performed by Ema Casey, John Doran, Paul Reed, Sophie Jo Wasson, Maeve O'Mahony and Cameron McCauley, with sound design and composition by Kevin Gleeson and Cameron McCauley, editing by Kevin Gleeson. Good night. Da, 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 da.